0: Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks Podcast. I am your host, Bruce Gunther. Joining me this evening, we have Devin Davidson. Welcome, Devin.
1: Hey, Bruce. How you doing?
0: Good. Just going to be the two of us tonight, so we'll uh, don't have much more to introduce after that. Just the two of us. So,
1: Just the two of us. Will Smith's song. Just the two of us. There we right? go. Yeah. The original OGs. There you go. The
0: originals. Yeah. Tonight, we are doing episode 148, Fantasy Preview for week 11. And this is gonna be a fun week by the looks of it. We got uh Christmas Eve playing into playing into it here, so that should be very interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we gotta figure out our schedule, our recording schedule. It's uh the Christmas, the <coughs> holiday season's always interesting in terms of our recording schedule and Who's this how solo to do
0: recording things. on Christmas, I guess the twenty third, probably. If you guys well, think everyone else has but these plans.
1: We'll figure that out. You know, I, I think I was talking to Ryan, um, and I think he's off on the twenty second and he didn't really have any big plans as far as I understand. So maybe if the two okay. of you want to record an episode, um yeah. that, that might work really well. I just I know, like I said, I'll probably be traveling or at the lakes, so
0: Yeah, it sounded like just about everybody had something. I'm not I don't I uh I fortunately don't have to go anywhere this year. My parents live two blocks away, which whether weather being it is here, I'm, we're just gonna walk over there. So yep. yeah. And otherwise everything is happening here, so I don't have to go anywhere. So
1: Yes. Well, there you go. So, hence another a great reason as to why we've you know brought in some guys like like Ryan and and Evan just to have more hockey minds around to talk about fantasy hockey and and fill in the gaps wherever needed. So, um, absolutely. Just another be great welcome to those guys. Um, if if for anyone listening, I guess Bruce that didn't know, um, Ryan Black and and Evan Debert have joined us to talk about dynasty fantasy hockey. So, um, if you don't already subscribe to the show make sure you do those guys are going to be putting out an episode every saturday that is centered around dynasty and keeper formats
0: it's going to be awesome i have to uh i haven't listened to their episode that dropped on saturday yet so i got to take a listen and check it all out
1: yeah i think it's going to be good um i honestly just listened to a few minutes as i was editing the podcast to make sure everything sounded okay and um but it's, it's almost two hours long. I've put in chapter markers just so that anyone listening kind of knows, uh, you know, when the teams are going to start. And uh, they, they spend probably an hour talking about stuff, fantasy stuff that's going on around the league. They talk about some Dynasty stuff. And then they get nice. into the preview. So, uh, yeah, it should be a really interesting episode. Just a, a, a quick note. Ryan and I were talking about this off air, but uh, we didn't use split tracks for that one. Nothing was recorded locally. And so... Um, Ryan sounds a bit quiet and Evan sounds a bit loud. Uh, we're going to remedy oh. that. We're going to remedy that on Friday when they record again. So he's <laughs> going to send me the local split Oops. tracks. And uh, so if you're listening to that episode and you're, you're a little bit uh, irritated by the, the audio, I apologize, but that's going to get corrected here uh, this upcoming week.
0: There you go. Good thing I didn't do the audio. It would have been a total disaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get it sorted. It's all good.
0: All right, well, let's uh, let's jump right in here. So let's start off with uh, John's list. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll undoubtedly familiar with John's list. John's shit list of players, past and present. We throw in the occasional commissioner, GM, coach, or a newsworthy topic from around the hockey world. Tonight, we have a great topic that we're going to talk about, goaltending. So we're going to start off with my two favorites from this week. Andrey Vasilevsky and Sergei Bobrovsky. Thanks, guys, for those two great wins. Not. And then, oh, look, Devin's got a couple from his fantasy team. Igor Shosturkin and Jake Ottinger. I happen to trade him away. Sorry, John. Uh, Jack Campbell, if you're an Oilers fan, you'll know all about that. And the latest victim to the goaltending thing, Antti Uranta, who uh, recently cleared waivers and was sent down to the AHL. So... Holy crap! Like that's not something I expected to come out of Carolina. Like, yeah, not I, at all.
1: They basically just said that Anderson was kind of coming back, right? He's he was taking reps of the team, and
0: he said about a month away, I think, is what I read earlier today.
1: So who else is playing for them right now? I, I missed that.
0: They are bringing up a goalie from the ECHL, yeah. is what it sounds like to sit behind Kachetkov for the for the short term.
1: So So I I guess, well, and that kind of lends to our our waiver wire targets later in the show, Bruce. We're going to talk about Kochetkov because he's obviously going to be a big target for a lot of fantasy owners, uh, managers moving forward here.
0: Yeah, I snuck in and I had one extra roster move that I was saving for today. And when I saw that he had cleared waivers, I quickly grabbed Kochetkov off of our, for one team. So I saw that. I'll have a goalie for at least two weeks now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to say, I am a little surprised that nobody took a chance on him. Given that he had 1.5 million dollar AAV, and it's an expiring contract, I know he's been awful this year, but he's a yeah. career 915, and maybe he just yeah. needs a change of scenery. He is he is one of those goaltenders that he's frequently injured. He's getting older, but it's pretty low risk. Like you're basically signing that guy for half a season.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I was surprised too. I thought for sure that a team would grab him. Like you look at, uh LA. Like, Copley's on LTIR, yeah. so he's gone for a month for sure. Like, yep. you think as insurance for someone like Talbot, that would be – I don't know what their cap space is like, though, for for LA, but I would have thought. Because um, I don't think after watching the highlights from Jack Campbell's last game last night, he isn't coming back up anytime soon. Oh, my God.
1: He better not be,
0: like, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, – I don't know. That's just weird. And like Ottinger's hurt. Shesterkin hasn't looked, well, he's looked, looked bad. like himself this he's year.
1: Terrible. That's, that's why I had both those guys on this list. Shesterkin and Ottinger. I, I think Bruce, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've both been pretty big disappointments so far in the season.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, and even before all this kind of hit the fan, I had traded Ottinger away. I traded, I packaged him with, uh, Besser, who I thought was probably going to regress, and I traded him for the uh, Boston Bruins goalie tandem, Olmark and Swayman. So I'm pretty happy how that's working out. Huh? John's probably not too happy about the way Ottinger's working out, but uh, Besser is still producing, so at least there's...
1: He's on a 59-point a or 59-goal pace right now, Bruce.
0: Good for him. He took all of the good vibes that Kuzmenko had and sucked the life out of him. I love and it. Go here. You can have my last season. <laughs> Poof. And that's kind of where it's gone. Like, like really, that's how the tale of two seasons, right? Yep. Besser sure. couldn't do a thing last night, and Kuzmenko couldn't do anything wrong. And this year, it's the complete reverse.
1: I I think after everything that went on last season for Besser, I, I'm just happy to see him have finding some success. Right. Just all the oh, personal absolutely. stuff, and like all
0: the crap and stuff that he's had to go through the past few seasons, like. This is fantastic for him. Yeah, like, couldn't yep. be happier for him.
1: So I hope that Ish hits thirty percent and doesn't turn back, Bruce.
0: <laughs> uh, only during the week that John plays me. Other than that, he's fine. There you go. If you could take if you could take that week off, that would be fantastic. Oh look, You got a guest. It's the it's the guy who's crushing you in the FHHL this week. Oh, you had to bring it up, hey? I had to bring it up.
1: Am I? He hasn't even checked. He didn't even know. He didn't. He hadn't said anything. <laughs> you he should, wouldn't know. You
0: should check. Well. Uh, well, Devin and I are talking goaltending. You quickly check because you'll definitely want to see those numbers. Yeah,
1: um, and then Vasilevsky, Bruce. So I, I had him on here just to you know quickly change the subject. Oh. Yes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <you> suck, man. <laughs> I got.
1: I'm dealing with a lot of injuries this week. Okay,
2: man. This is the first time I've opened it up.
0: That's, just, a, that's almost screenshot worthy, isn't it?
1: I yeah. We yeah, should have yeah. like the smile yeah. on Tyler's face. That was just
0: I'm doing it right now. <laughs> That one's uh, almost no screenshot worthy. Vasilevsky. The,
1: the, the Oilers put up a, a club record 57 shots on goal. I didn't look at the shot attempts, but I mean, that's that's just classic Edmonton Oilers getting goalied by an elite goaltender. Um, Bobrovsky, whatever. They were just, that was a, t- I didn't even watch the third period last night. That was a dumpster fire of a game.
0: Yeah, they were uh, they were not defending well at all last night. Not at all.
2: No, that game against Tampa was kind of a scheduled loss for them, being at home as long as they have and how well they played. But Vasilevsky making the saves that he did and no saves happening at the other end of the ice, kind of that was the game. Yeah, yeah. Florida, they played horrendous. Yeah, Yeah. like bad. We're ready to go on the road. We've been home too long. Our families are all in town for early Christmas. Yeah, we got to go. Let's let's (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't even show up. So no.
0: No. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. Pretty ugly.
1: But the Tampa game, I mean, they were they were phenomenal. Like they looked they looked great. It was just couldn't get a couple breaks. That
2: that goal that Samco scored from the blue line, like that's horrendous. That should <laughs> never go in. Yeah. A wrist shot from the blue line. I don't care if he was a little bit screened or not. And he put it off the post and then. That should never go in.
1: So can we just all agree we need a friggin' goalie in Edmonton? Or or like come on.
2: I said it I said it last week. Yeah. Like good for good for Skinner, but Skinner's in his second year. He can't like he's a he's a really good, like one B. Really good one B. Yeah.
0: He shouldn't be carrying the load.
2: No, and you can't go to Pickard. And I mean, even if Edmonton played Half as good as they should be able to against Florida. There, like Pickard's Pickard, he's like that's why he's yeah signed to an AHL contract. I mean, he's done a two way deal, but that's why he's an AHL goalie that nobody thought would be playing right now. Yeah.
0: How about Martin Jones on Saturday?
2: Yeah, yeah, I and mean, he
0: didn't. Although the uh, the Penguins never really challenged him at all. No,
2: they didn't even yeah. show up.
0: No, it's like, hey, we're bringing our new GM into town and, oh, let's lay an egg. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> and then Jack Campbell, right. like, is there? Is there? Is it basically a foregone? He's not coming back, right? There's there's no chance.
2: It's over. Done. It's over. It, it's over. Like, like, if... I don't think you can... I, I don't... Like, Jason Greger put out an article about how they don't really have to do anything until uh, in February, where they have a bit of a break. But they have to do something. Yeah. Like... He's got to stay there and because I don't think they can even send him to the East Coast League based on his contract. But he can't be taking starts away from Rodrigue. No. He's got to start every second, third game in the AHL until you're at the end of the season and buy him out. And then maybe he has kind of a be reborn again somewhere else. But sure. it's, it's over for him here.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, I can't see him coming back anytime soon.
1: All right. And then My. uh yeah, let's move on,
0: Bruce. As I was gonna say we beat the goalie thing to death. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to our fantasy lock of the week. Last week I took some flack because I don't uh I don't put enough defensemen in the fantasy lock of the week. So this week I put two of them in. Nice. And believe me, the only other people that were ahead of them were Leafs, and I'm sorry I'm not putting Leafs in. So <laughs> Our fantasy lock of the week today is Noah Dobson of the New York Islanders. He's rostered ninety percent, ninety-seven percent. Sorry, in Yahoo, hundred percent in Fantrax. The boys uh, know what they're doing there. Dobson's been on fire so far this season on an OK Islander team. Uh, past week as an example, in four games played, Dobson put up eight assists. One of those assists, one of those assists, have come on the power play. On the season, Dobson has played thirty games so far and has. 32 points, 5 goals, 27 assists, and that's an 87-point pace, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Averaging just over uh, 25 and a half minutes a game, time on ice, with just under 3 minutes on the power play. Uh, for those of us that got him at an average ADP of 112 or later, a very solid pick. I checked, I got him in the 10th and 11th round in our two drafts, so pretty uh, pretty happy with the way Dobson's been going so far, and very much... Under the radar, yeah. You don't. There's not a lot of fanfare there or anything that he's doing that.
1: No, nothing. I mean, I I really just avoid the Islanders <laughs> like the plague, though. When it comes to fantasy, Bruce, like, good on you because that's a great pick. But that and team is dumpster fire. The only reason why, why I, I went for
0: yeah. The only reason why I went for him this year is because he had a great end of the season last season. He had a a great run at the end, and I'm like, well, you know what? If he's can do that again. It wasn't, I think it was like a 60 point pace or something like that. I'm like, perfect. Right? Like that's mm-hmm. all you can ask for late round defenders. Right. But this is, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, honorable mention this week is uh in Tyler's fan club, Roman Yossi of the Nashville predators, seven points to goal with six assists, including three power play points and four games played for Mr. Yossi. And literally, the only other player's higher were Leafs. That was all there was.
1: Probably mostly from next. that 7 nothing game. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Next. <laughs> That's why I didn't pick any of them, because they won 7 nothing. They put up like a shit ton of points. Uh, it's like, no, not happening. Sorry. Move on. Uh, next. All right. We will move now on to edge work. NHL schedule for week 11. The segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues. Each week, the hacks will cover the NHL schedule, waiver wire targets to guide you to victory. So here's what you need to know. For week 11 in the NHL, it takes us back to a more familiar format. Three full days and four light days. Light days being 50% or fewer NHL teams in action. We have a total of 49 games on the schedule this week, with uh, Tuesday having 11 games, Thursday's got like 12, Saturday 14 being the full days. The remaining late days feature eight or fewer games. Sunday being the most most notable, as it is Christmas Eve, and there are no games scheduled. So optimizing for games played this week will be a bit of a challenge, as there's nothing on Sunday. In terms of attempting to optimize the schedule, there are only two teams this week that play four games, Minnesota and Detroit. Of those teams, Detroit is the only team to play three of their games on off nights. So, And no teams play less than three games this week. So we'll do a quick recap here. There's five games Monday. Tuesday's got 11. Wednesday, three. Thursday's got 12 games. Friday's got four games. Saturday is 14. And there are no games scheduled on Sunday. So, again, teams with four games this week. is Detroit and Minnesota. Teams with three games, everybody else. (laughs) And there are no teams with uh, two games or less. So that should be... uh, little bit of fun on those heavy days, you may have to make some roster decisions, as you may have to bench some players that you may not want to bench, but you may have to make some tough decisions on those heavier days. All right, let's move right into our waiver wire targets here for Week 10. Waiver wire targets, we focused on players that are rostered less than 50% in Yahoo or Fantrax leagues. When considering players to target, we review recent performance, player deployment, upcoming schedule, and more. And boy, did I screw up? I had only one move, and I, I chose to get a goalie, and I missed picking up this guy. So, <laughs> Devin, you're high on this guy. I'll let you go first with this one.
1: Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Yeah, uh, Gabe Villardi, we talked about him in the, the offseason. We were pretty bullish on him, actually. Uh, yeah. Center right wing eligible for the Winnipeg Jets, rostered in 14% of Yahoo Leagues and 53% in fan tracks. Three games on the schedule, Montreal, Detroit, and Boston. He is playing on that top line right now with Mark Shifley and Nikolai Ehlers with Kyle Connor on the shelf, uh, and he's on Power Play 1, so can't really ask for better deployment for Gabriel Villardi. Going back to our summer discussion, uh, our projection for him, Bruce, was 67 points and 26 goals. With two goals yeah. against the Avs on Saturday, he's got seven points and four goals in his last four games. He's on pace for exactly 67 points and 30 goals. Nice. so far this season. So I think our, our projection there was pretty much bang on. That's great. Really happy to see him doing so well. Um, he's going to top 70 points potentially this year. Now, the other thing is keep in mind that Kyle Connor is coming back at some points and he's not going to continue to get that yeah. deployment all season long, but um, he's set himself up here for a really nice role for the remainder of the season. So um, probably a, a grab and hold, I would say. Yeah.
0: Uh, other managers will be happy too. He's uh, got a teammate here that's showing some signs of life too. With Connor being out, is Nikolai Ehlers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He had seven points this last week too. I think it was the exact opposite of what uh, Valardi was. So Valardi had what three goals, three goals and four assists, or was it four goals? Either four, way,
1: four goals, three assists. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Ehlers was the opposite of that for seven points this week. So making some hay too, all. Well, well, Connor's out of the lineup. So just it's, just uh,
1: making Tyler and I pull our hair out. We've been waiting for <laughs> Nikolai Ehlers to do something for like five years. I don't have any.
0: <laughs> I don't have any here either, so I don't have to worry about that so much.
1: You,
2: you actually don't
1: have any, though.
0: No, I don't have here. No, it's pretty shiny.
1: Yeah, Tyler, it's you and really I are about strange. on the same pace here. I mean, you, we joke, but uh, you still got some hair up top. You're fine.
2: Yeah, I am probably gonna I'm going to go to Turkey here at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. yeah,
0: Gabe Larry, do you grab him? Yeah, Tyler, you want to talk about the next guy? It's either that or the next guy below him. and I don't think you really want to talk about him too badly. So
2: I'll take uh, I'll take the next one below him.
0: Hey, you want it, Sorelli? I or anything?
2: It's surprising, I know, but I have him on my team, so I'll talk yeah. about him. Okay, all
0: right. All right, I'll go with that. Anthony, I'll take Sorelli here. So Anthony Sorelli, Tampa Bay Lightning. He's rostered 6% in Yahoo, 24% in fan tracks. Three games coming up this week. St. Louis at home, Vegas at home, and on the road to Washington. He's on line two with Tanner Geneau and Brandon Hagel. Sorelli uh, is not typically known for his offense, but has sure looked good recently with eight points, six goals in his last 10 games played. Sorelli's individual shooting percentage, or ish as we like to call it, is a bit inflated relative to his clear career average, 14.8 versus 13.1. But everything else looks sustainable, and the secondary assist rate suggests further production. And please make lots of passes to Brandon Hagel so he can score because my fantasy team needs Hagel to score.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sorella looks good. He's one of those guys, like, he, he goes through spurts like this, right, where he has some production. Generally, yeah. he's just relied upon for his defensive game, but... Right now he looks pretty good, and, and center right wing eligible is always nice too.
0: Very nice. I have too many right wingers on my team. I need left wingers. They're all. They're all. No. They're all in LTIR. <laughs> Holy. All right, Tyler, you're up.
2: Uh, next guy, Nazim Qadri. Surprising enough, I do have him on my team. I think I took him pretty late. I think. Uh, I, I'm sure I did <laughs> take him very early. <laughs> I think he was just there. Uh, roster yeah. 50%, 54%, Yahoo, 73% Pantrax. I think all 73% of those people, uh, have been waiting really until the last like two weeks, maybe three weeks. Cause he didn't do anything before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's actually doing something now. He's got three games this week, Florida, Anaheim, LA, uh, playing online three with Zary and Pospisil, right. uh, 22 points, eight goals and 30 games to date this season. A lot of those coming in in the last couple of weeks. Um, Best showing since his breakout year with the Avs. Typically, reliable source of shots, hits, and goals, assists. It does look promising right now. I know a lot. For me personally, holding on to him, there were so many times when I wanted to drop him, Uh, (laughs) not just because he's a Flames player, but also because he was doing nothing. Uh, So are most of the Flames. Uh, for the first month and a half, two months of the season. Uh but he looks like he's gonna have a pretty good season here. Um, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> well, they only play what, Edmonton? Do they play, have they played Edmonton yet this season?
2: No, not till uh February. Yeah, February's first time. My God. First game that we're all going to.
0: Who makes the NHL schedule anyway?
2: And they screwed it up. Nobody but does. it's been it's been weird without Kachuk there anyway. So yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's
2: different. It's different now.
0: I guess kadri has got to take over Kachuk's spot.
1: Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. To some degree. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's been good, Tyler. To your credit, um, nine points, four goals in his last 10 games. So he's looked really good recently.
2: Yeah. It was, it was a rough start. Like, first three weeks of the season looked pretty bad for him. Yeah. So yeah, starting to put it together a little bit here.
0: Speaking of Flames, our next waiver wire pick is another Flame. Uh, Blake Coleman, he is center right wing eligible, rostered 37% in Yahoo and 37% in Fantrax. Don't see that too often. Uh, Games same as as above, Florida, Anaheim and LA. He is on line three with Backlund and Huberto. See, Huberto's down to the third line already. eh? Uh, Coleman has been hot as of late with eight points, three goals in his last nine games. And that's in spite of the fact that Coleman gets little to no time on the Flames power play. Playing alongside Michael Backlund and Jonathan Huberto is an excellent place to find offense. And other than an inflated shooting percentage, no, none of those guys have an inflated shooting percentage. <laughs> there is no significant red flags for the 32-year-old. And I think he even made the comment himself the other day, he's probably playing his best hockey as he's as he's been a member of the Flames.
1: Well, you remember how good he was in Tampa, right? He, w- he was a oh, key piece of that was- third line, right?
0: That was him, Goudreau, or... Er, yep, yeah, it no. was Barkley, Goudreau, Barkley, right. Goudreau, and Maroon, right?
1: Was it Maroon? Maybe. Was it? it, it the third line, whoever it was. I, yeah, it, I, I knew you are talking about. It but, was incredible. Yeah, yeah. They,
0: they, could, they could do no wrong, basically, those three.
1: No, they're a big part of those cup runs, for sure. So uh, th- it's good to see him, I guess. For for him personally, it's good to see him doing something. But uh, And for fantasy managers, yeah, give him a look right now.
0: Definitely. Who wants next one?
1: Uh, I'll grab this one, I guess. All right. Thomas Hurdle. I, I think we talked about this on Wednesday too, Bruce. You weren't, you weren't here, but this is one of your recommendations for, um, for some of the injuries we were dealing with. I think the Kyle Connor injury. Yeah. So, um, but just want to talk about this one again. Thomas Hurdle, center right wing eligible for San Jose, 52% rostered in Yahoo, 80% in fan tracks. Three games this week, LA, Arizona, and Vancouver. And he's on line one with William Eklund and Alexander Barabanov. Um, he's been, San Jose has been surprisingly valuable, actually this season in terms of fantasy production for hurdle himself, personally off to his best start since 2020, 2021 with 24 points and nine goals in 29 games. That is a 68 point pace over a full season. Uh, there's limited options in San Jose. As we know, hurdles playing massive minutes, 21, 17, average time on ice and 74% power play share. And if you play in leagues that count faceoff wins, hurdle is winning 50%. Fifty-seven percent of his draws and could seriously contribute in that category. Eight points, five goals in his last eight games played. The guy looks great.
0: And like the, like the window's got to be closing on picking this guy up fairly soon. Or is everyone just because it's San Jose he they don't want to pick him up because it seems like every other week we have him in here. Yeah, there's he's definitely concern, points, but
1: there's definitely. I, I he's still only at fifty-two percent, which is the yeah for sure it's a surprise. But yeah, like there's not a whole lot to like in San Jose really. There's Grandland, there's Hurdle. Um, I think Blackwood and Kakinen are streaming options, you know, matchup dependent, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like he's on here a lot, that's all.
1: Yeah. Tyler, you, you should maybe talk about Chandler Stevenson.
0: Yeah, you should.
2: I do like him. I do like him. Roster 33% in Yahoo, 67% in fan tracks. Three games this week. Playing on the second line with Marsh, so and Howden. Um, productive with six points, three goals in the last five games. Ice time is good, 18.09. Average time on ice, 52% power play share. Um, one big concern, though, is his shot volume, which is not good. I know we've talked about it before. If if he ever bumped it up to like two and a half, even he two, he wouldn't be at thirty thirty three percent. Even two, two would be good. Two would be great. I take two. Two would be two. great. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to do it. He's kind of a pass first guy. Um, but that whole team is kind of piling up points, so he's a good option
1: there. Scored again tonight, and I know that because I've go. got him in an ESPN league. So,
2: yeah, um, and it, for me, for me, I I had him at the start of the year until Carlson, somebody dropped him and he's been just a little bit better than Stevenson, but he's kind of right there as a secondary option.
1: Yeah. How's Carlson doing late like 28, 28, and 32. Like he's, he's on a 72 point pace right now too.
2: Yeah. He's mm-hmm. been, he's been back to like that first season kind of pace.
0: Well, they're late in auto up at Christmas streets tonight. So that'll help Not you. Not
2: surprising. Not <laughs> surprising.
0: Let's see scoring summary. Yeah, Stephen. Oh, shorthanded too.
2: We got four out of five tonight. Four out of five tonight on the parlay. Still lost, obviously.
1: <laughs> Polly
2: parlay.
0: Don't
1: over ever, here. yeah.
2: Don't ever do a five-team parlay. It's it looks good. The number at the bottom of the screen looks really good, but <laughs> but good luck. It's not a good percentage.
0: You picked Jersey, me. didn't you?
2: I didn't. I stayed away from it. I stayed oh. away from that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Huh. all right that is does it for forwards let's move on to defensemen and our first defenseman is oh i like this guy Brock Faber Minnesota Wild rostered 5% in Yahoo 44% in fan tracks. those boys are onto something four games this week on the road at Pittsburgh and Boston at home to Montreal and then Boston again who that's going to be a fun week he's in the first pairing with Jacob Middleton power play 1 uh Faber has struggled a bit to produce consistent offense with just 12 points in 28 games. However, the wild rookie is still playing at a 35-point pace and insane minutes, Uh, averaging 24 minutes a night through the first 28 games. But since Brodine and Spurgeon gone down, he has been averaging over 30 minutes a game in each of the last two contests, with roughly a 62 to 70% power play share. Faber has also provided a hit in each of the past four games while chipping in three blocks per game over the past three games been watching him since the beginning of the season. I think he's one of the reasons why Kaelen Addison got the boot out of out of there. But holy crap, like they're taking here they're riding the youth on the defense. That's but he's played really really well. He did, he does not look out of place back there at all.
1: No. He, and Kalen Addison was never given minutes like this. Like they obviously Maybe trust who? him significantly more to to play no. Defense. No,
0: addison's No, Faber is way ahead of Addison in terms of actual defense, defending capabilities. Way, way ahead of him. So, if you're desperate for a defenseman, he'll get you some category coverage and he's, a, I think, a shot or two a night. I think I didn't look specifically, but
1: yeah, not not huge. But I, I think the big a, thing is the deployment. Like if he's getting, it's
0: the deployment. He's playing every. He's playing everywhere. So he's gonna start Literally putting up some everywhere. Points.
1: Yeah. 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 He's not gonna have 12 points in 28 games forever.
0: No. All right. Who wants to talk about OEL?
1: Um Devin does. Yeah. Devin no, he does. does. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I rostered him early in the season when Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour were out, and he was actually really good. I was surprised. Um, 37% rostered in Yahoo, 68% in fan tracks. Again, four games on the schedule. If that's correct, that may be false. But anyway, um, But he's getting top-pairing minutes right now. So playing with Gustav Forsling, Ekblad's dealing with injury again, so he's kind of day-to-day, not exactly sure what's going on there. Um, He's been producing, though, five points, two goals in his last eight games, um, providing some category coverage in terms of hits, blocks, and penalty minutes. And he was given keys to the Ferrari on the 14th against Vancouver. He played 442 on the power play, 78% power play share. Uh, Last night against Edmonton, though, he only played forty six percent power play shares. Brandon Montour wiggled his way back in there, but he still had two assists, one shot, two hits, and uh, just over nineteen minutes of time on ice. So, I think, particularly in deep leagues, OEL's got something to offer, uh, especially if, if Ekblad is dealing with some injury still.
0: No, he's still finding a he's still finding a way to be uh, to be relevant. So, kind of thought after they'd come back, he'd find himself possibly in the press box, but he's a. Uh, He's finding his way there, which is good. Tyler, that means you get to talk about him, Toronto Maple Leaf. Yuck. Yuck.
2: Jake McCabe. Jake McCabe. (laughs) (laughs) Rostered 12%. I think part of this, even having him on here, is just the lack of uh, actual players that can play defense for (laughs) Toronto. Uh, He's not a bit of a heater. I know he just got his first goal of the season here. Mm. Uh, I think on Saturday or Friday or Saturday. Um, He does have some coverage with two penalty minutes per game, two hits per game, seven blocks, plus six rating. Time on ice is good. Definitely a deep league, deep, deep league option. Real deep, Um, real deep, real, real deep. This is like (laughs) a Sunday you're, you're kind of tied with whoever you're playing and the Leafs are playing, but <laughs> really it's more of a Saturday thing. Cause I don't even think they play Sundays cause they got to be on Hockey Night in Canada. So there you go. Real deep, real deep, deep league.
1: Yep. We're scraping right. the bottom of the barrel on that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Defensemen at this time of year, it's unless you got people that are stepping in for injuries and that it's pretty, pretty bottom of the barrel by this time.
1: I guess the other name too I've been hearing lots about, and I didn't even look him up to to go through his numbers. But Braden McNabb for for Vegas has been a a popular waiver wire ad this week amongst other content creators and and accounts that I follow on Twitter. So, um,
0: oh, him and him and Martinez for their category coverage they were they were popular last year too, when they're healthy.
1: Yeah, like you do know, yes, yep. lots of hits, lots of blocks. He put up a few points.
2: The only other other one I'd add is Thomas Harley. Yep. He's actually playing around twenty minutes a night, and he's putting up a couple of points here. So
1: he's even getting some time on the power play, like power play two for sure. But I thought I saw him out there on power play one actually yesterday. Um, yeah, he's got two. It, he it's that. a
2: it like it's another pretty deep league option. Yeah, it's never good when a defenseman has more. Goals than assists, but yeah. seven goals on the season is pretty good.
1: Well, he's got seven points here in his last uh, his last nine. So, and actually shooting the puck too. He's, he's shot the puck over three times or better in four or five games in his last ten. Good option. Yep,
2: probably yeah. better than McCabe.
1: Probably, if it's a bangers league though, McCabe got something to offered too. I think.
2: Yeah.
0: There you go. That is it for defensemen. Let us move on to goaltending. <clears throat> All right. Who wants to take the first one?
1: I picked him up. I'll take him.
0: All right. Go for
1: it. <laughs> Devin I, loves him. Devin Devin, Devin loves Devin Levi. Yeah. What can I say? Um, <laughs> I've, I've dropped him and picked him up, I think, a couple times now in at least one of our leagues. 53% rostered in Yahoo, 76% in fan tracks. Three games this week, Columbus, Toronto, New York. Um, he's been outstanding of late. He's won three or four games, the only loss coming to Montreal in overtime. And in those four games, he's allowed just two goals or fewer with a 3-0-1 record, a 1.7 goals against and a nine forty one save percentage. I think he's all but taken over the crease in Buffalo at this point. Still available in, in roughly 45% of Yahoo leagues. The thing for me is that UPL has been brutal. Um, Eric he Comrie. last week. I know, but he wasn't good. Right? I saw that. <laughs> so the thing, like, it's just UPL has not been good. He's kind of just lost his his grip on the net. He had a chance to take it over, didn't. Devin Levi, since coming back, has been fantastic. Um, we expected some inconsistency with Buffalo. We expected inconsistency with a young goaltender. But he looks really good right now. And the window, as you had talked about earlier, Bruce, the window to acquire this guy is, is closing. Like, you're not going to have a chance to grab much longer. So if he's still there, go grab him. I'm just him. waiting
0: until you drop him.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to hold on to it for a while because my other goaltenders are shitting the bed, Bruce. <laughs> uh,
0: speak, speaking of terrible goaltending, uh, this is one comment I found off of uh, Twitter or X tonight. Uh just take a so Ottawa is is losing to Vegas. Corpus Alo started tonight for Ottawa. Corpus Alo is about as useful as a screen door on a submarine tonight. Woof. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hon- honestly, with Ottawa, as soon as they fire the coach and they bring somebody else in, He'll get they're going to be okay. They're yeah. going to be okay because they have all of the pieces. Yeah. Even with Corpus Allo, with that contract and everything, they still have all of the pieces. It just feels like a team that is waiting for DJ Smith to get fired and somebody else to be brought in. Probably the entire coaching staff, actually.
0: It's yep. a matter of time.
2: It's coming. It really feels, it's weird that it's lasts this long, but it, even just watching the games, it feels like they're just waiting for that to happen so they can actually, and now is a good time. Now is a good time because they're just under 500. Um, That division isn't, nobody's really running mm-hmm. away with it. There's no three teams that are that are in control of it. Now is the time to do it. I don't know why they're waiting so long. Even even to put somebody in their interim. Now is the time to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe they just. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows?
1: Bruce, you got to talk with this next guy.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because I uh, I was all over this one. So, uh, Peter Kachekov for the Carolina Hurricanes rostered thirty nine percent in Yahoo. That number is about to go up dramatically. Forty nine percent in Fan Tracks. Uh, three games: Vegas, Pittsburgh, and the uh, Islanders. He is now the starting goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes. With the news of Anti Ranta being placed on waivers, he cleared and was assigned to the AHL. Uh, Kochetkov is now literally the only goaltender Carolina has on their roster. Uh, I believe they're going to be calling up a goaltender from uh, the ECHL, I think is the only one I think they can contract-wise bring up. Uh, it'll be very interesting here because I think we heard today that uh, – Anderson's still about a month away from returning. So, uh, in his last two starts, Kuchetkov was 2 0 0 with a 1.0 goals against average and a 9.66 save percentage. Aside from the matchup with Vegas, Carolina has a fairly goalie friendly schedule with, against Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Considering the way Pittsburgh played last night, hoof, woof.
1: <laughs> Circle that out on the calendar.
0: They were terrible against the Leafs. Terrible. Oof, but yeah. Well, we and we talked a bit about this off uh, off air too. Is like at the beginning of the season, we thought, well, these guys are set. They got Anderson, they got Kachetkov, they got Ranta. Like you know, one of the, one one's gonna get hurt and they're gonna have lots of goaltending. All of a sudden, Anderson's out, Kuchet- or Ranta's in the NHL, and Kachetkov's the only one standing, and they need a backup. It's like. Um, holy crap, what the (laughs) hell happened?
1: (laughs) Well, we we talked about, because we were all surprised that they had signed both Ranta and Anderson, right? And to the deals that they signed him to, it was was some of the best uh, value in terms of what you were potentially going to get with those goaltenders. And it's gone sideways in a hurry.
0: I kind of have the feeling, the reason why they sent Ranta down is I think they want to get him some, they want him to get, they want him to find himself, right? Kind of like what, the Oilers are kind of hoping Campbell will do except I think get Ranta some <laughs> playing time in the AHL and get his confidence back up and then bring him back up right that's I don't think they expect him to be down there for an extended period of time cuz if they're basically cuz at the moment they I don't think they've officially called anybody up so they're they're in ebug situation here if they uh, for their backup goalies so that's kind of like Dallas for the next few days there they're an e bug because of their salary cap situation. What happened to Ottinger? So that's, I,
2: I think. I think it was more of a wake up call for the team because the team is not playing like they've played for the last three or four seasons. Like they're not. Yeah. They're, yeah anywhere not, close to what they've done before. No, and Aho even talked about it, it as a wake up call for the team. Yeah. Those numbers either? that he had were horrendous for Ranta, yeah. but yeah. I, it's a lot like Edmonton. Where they're just not playing the way that they should. Yeah. And a lot of that's reflecting on the goaltending. Yeah. And like Rancid doesn't have much of an excuse because he wasn't stung by a scorpion or I don't know, whatever <laughs> the hell else problems he's had in the past. He's actually been healthy and just playing yeah. like shit. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. They had said after his last loss, he had probably. Most of the players were out of the room and he was still in his equipment. He was not, he wasn't happy with himself. And they said a lot of the players came by and talked to them, gave him a pat on, on just to let him know, like to give him some support. Cause apparently he's been very, very hard on himself because yeah, he knows he's not playing well. Are, and I imagine.
1: We, sorry, Bruce. I was going to, are, are we yeah. at all surprised the Oilers didn't take a swing on Ranta? Like I, I didn't look at the cap situation or anything, but he's, he's, <clears> he's an obvious upgrade on, on Campbell and, and Pickard.
0: Don't have the cap space.
2: Uh, Not at those numbers. Like he has worse save percentage than Campbell Campbell did when he went down. Yeah. Like it's just, it's not an option. And really right now, I think, I think the Oilers want to get through the Christmas Bay, get through January, play a better defensive style of game. If you look at their wins, they're giving up like on average less than two goals a game when in their wins. Mm -hmm. So I think they kind of want to get that settled and then they want to bring somebody else in when it's settled and you're not looking at this next guy who's not going to be anybody that anybody (laughs) wants to be the guy. And you just want another, another goalie that's competent.
0: Like 2006.
2: And And they want everything to be settled when that happens.
1: I don't know that you can wait till the deadline, though, right? I, I feel like this is this is different than 2006. They waited, and that team had zero expectations, right? Like they were they got in as an eighth seed, and the last game of the season. Do you know what I mean? And this team has can- Stanley Cup <laughs> aspirations, and they're five. All you gotta do is get in, I for sure, for sure. But if but that's you, their only option, now, is to just get in, like
2: yeah. they're not they're not top three in the division. Their only option is to be a wild guard.
1: But my yeah. my my point exactly, I don't know that they they can do much better than that. Like if they wait too long, are they gonna make the playoffs is my concern.
2: No, I think right I think right now it's kind of a game of like goalie chicken with all the other teams that need a goalie. Yeah. I think it's kind of waiting to see where everything sits. Cause there's there's a couple teams that need a goalie. And I think the market right now, I think they're kind of waiting for it to get set as to what it's actually going to look like. And I think they're hoping that Pickard and Skinner can get them to late January, early February. And the market will kind of be set at that point.
0: They're waiting for the Leafs to leave Martin Jones and then they'll pick Jones up off and Jones will (laughs) ride us in the Stanley Cup.
2: It could be. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen between now and then. Just like there's been a lot of stuff that happened between the beginning of the season and now. Because at for... the least
0: they're gonna want to carry three goalies.
1: That's actually a good point, Bruce. They're not gonna keep it. Once Wool is is back and healthy, they're gonna waive Martin Jones, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's like and them and Detroit and a couple other teams that are that are carrying three or have to put somebody on waivers, you kind of gotta like it it sucks, but you do have to wait to see, especially with where the cap is. Like you don't have no that, I if get they had it. four million yeah. if they had four million in cap space right now, they would have already made a deal for with sure. somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. That oh. horse is dead.
2: <laughs> on that note, yeah, let's move along.
0: Yeah. Okay, Tyler, you want to take us on to the next one?
2: Uh yeah. Ivan Prosvetov. Did I say that right? Sure. We'll that, that sounded good. Sounded Rostered for rostered 14%. Uh this would be a great goalie to tandem with. Somebody like Skinner because they basically have the exact same setup as Edmonton does. A guy that's probably a one A one B ish, and another guy that's can kind of push for starts, but really probably isn't going to be much more than that. Last five appearances, three one one record, two twenty seven goals against, nine thirty save percentage. Gorgiev hasn't been playing that great right now. Uh, kind of why it kind of fits in with Edmonton. Starts are kind of up for grabs. Uh, didn't have a good start against the Jets, but that was kind of a schedule loss for them. Bit of a rebound game for the Jets that was kind of set up for them after their playoff loss to them.
1: Yeah, I, I grabbed this guy in our ESPN league. Um, I think with Gorgiev struggling, he's been struggling big time this year. He, he looked great last year. Maybe some regression happening, I'm not sure, but um, Prosvetov has looked quite good like save for that that start against the Jets so um with all my struggles with Ottinger and Shusterkin um <laughs> I would grab this guy and, and I'll, we'll see what happens
2: it, there's a lot of similarities between Hamilton and Colorado and like obviously Colorado they've won a cup I was, yeah you read my mind they're <laughs> they're a little <laughs> bit further ahead there is a lot of similarities in the the way that they play the game um The way that Edmonton should play the game, up-tempo, kind of defend with offense, and two goalies that are not a clear-cut number one, and kind of a clear-cut, probably a number three in Prosvetov, but Edmonton needs kind of that guy that's like him right now.
1: Yeah, now we're done with
2: Hamilton's goalies. <laughs> Rodriguez, For now. Oh, yeah, no, we're, done for let's now. Not. we're done for now.
0: For a, for a GM that said they were gonna let their prospects overpercolate in the AHL, it uh, it really hasn't happened.
1: Sorry, last thing. I'm still really bitter about Jesper Wallstead. <laughs> that was that was our goaltender of the future right there. They they messed that up so bad. I'll move on.
2: There was no point. There's no point in even fucking taking that guy. Mm. Like the guy that they took instead to trade the pick didn't make any sense now we're done now we're done
0: <laughs> yeah. all right uh last one on the, on the list here is uh, scott wedgewood five percent yahoo 15 percent in fan tracks. uh jake ottinger left friday's game with a lower body injury the extent of the injury is still unknown at the time of uh us writing here so stars uh, netminder has struggled this season and now an injury really opens up an opportunity for wedgewood who had a five one one record and essentially the same stats as ottinger's uh 335 goals against average and 901 save percentage. And they have no backup goalie either. They are using an e-bug because they are capped out. So I thought that was pretty interesting. They can't even call up another goaltender at the moment. So
1: Ottinger's still listed as day-to-day. Um, so we'll see what the extent of that injury is. Hopefully, it's not anything long-term, at least for my uh, fantasy purposes.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll find out. They play tomorrow, so I guess we might get a bit of an update tomorrow. They do some more tests, and hopefully, it's not too serious because he was a he had injury an injury last year too, right? He was out. He missed a few games last year too with an injury.
1: Okay, so this one here, there's an update actually. Um, This is via X or Twitter, Um, Doctor Harges Gruel says, likely a groin strain for Ottinger. Time off depends on grade, but often more of a week-to-week injury for goalies. So that's Eek. interesting. Yeah. So I, again, even more reason for us to mention Scott Wedgwood, who actually is, he could be a solid streamer at times.
0: Well, my, uh, my duo going into next week is Wedgwood and Kachetkov. So hopefully, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what, Bruce? You're looking for zero G, and you're getting the full zero G experience, my friend.
0: Oh, yeah. It's... It's painful. It is very painful. Although I saw someone drop Bennington, so I could really just go to a whole new low and pick up Bennington as my third goalie.
1: Don't go back. I to thought the that law. was you.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't me. No, know, I uh, forget who it was. He picked up Martin Jones and dropped Bennington. Poor guy. He should have kept Bennington.
2: Yeah, I seen somebody drop Markstrom too. I think that was you, Bruce.
0: Yeah. I, well, I someone dropped him. I picked him up. Then he broke his hand. And they put him on IR and I dropped him because it's like I needed the roster spaces because I had two defensemen get hurt. So
2: I have I think I have like six guys on IR right now. Yeah. But I did pick up Markstrom. I played I'm beating Taylor right now. Looks like I'm gonna win that matchup. I hope he listens to this. (laughs) With (laughs) one player short for the entire week. Uh because I couldn't really decide what to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, unless you guys have anything else you want to chat about, that uh, pretty much does it for this week. So,
1: Nope, that's, that's the it. Shakes that's all. Of the head,
0: so that is it. And that is it for the show this week. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter or X at Hacks or on Instagram at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Don't forget to check out our live show, Hacks Hangout, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Mountain Time on EdmontonSportsTalk.com and on YouTube at Hockey. Or sorry, youtube.com slash heavy hockey. Hey, that's it for us. Have a good night, everybody.
1: Take care.
2: See you guys.